Hello again, everybody. I'm Paul the Nitro Skyvers here. Coming up this Saturday on Saturday Evenings with the Nitro, I'll talk about the return of Bray Wyatt, Bianca Belair, MJF, Logan Paul, Sheamus, plus this week in wrestling history. Our main story is about the new commentary teams, Will It Work? And then we will have a parting shot. All this and more coming up this Saturday evening on Saturday Evenings with the Nitro, coming out this Saturday. Don't miss it. Now, as I promised last week, I found a pretty interesting piece of wrestling history here. Uh, it's from the Slamogram Classic Arena Programs 2 book by Scott Teal. And you can find great books by Scott Teal over at crowbarpress.com. Great customer service. I mean, Scott Teal is a great historian and writer. And uh, these are from the Slamogram promotion uh, uh, programs for the uh, Nick Goulas uh, promotion in Tennessee. Now, what I'm reading here is uh, Wrestling Slamogram, Volume 2, Number 15, from 1977. And I have in front of me the official rules and regulations for 1977. So what I want to do is I want to read this and, of course, give Scott Teal all the credit for reprinting these um, these programs. And I want to compare them to today's officiating. Let's have some fun with this and let's figure out if these rules could apply to today's referee and how a match should go as far as being a referee. So here it goes. It was dated December 7th. 1976 in Tampa, Florida, from the Rules Committee of the National Wrestling Alliance under the auspices of the new National Wrestling Alliance president, Mr. Eddie Graham, and Rules Committee member, Mr. Nick Goulas. Yes, Eddie Graham was appointed NWA president the month before. He served four years. And it reads as follows. It was decreed that the present rules, with a few exceptions, were adequate, but the laxity of enforcement was the startling issue at hand. Therefore, the first point of consideration is the referee. Number one, Eddie contested that aggressively makes contact with the acting referee is automatically disqualified. And that is so true. Have you noticed any of our current stars getting up in the ref's face? That was three, man. That was three. What's wrong with you? Are you a bleeping idiot or something? Puts their hands on him, gets in his face, loudly, aggressively saying that it was all, that was a three count. Now, right there, that could have constituted a disqualification. And back then in 77, it did constitute a disqualification. You do not touch the referee. The referee is the final judgment. The referee can be wrong sometimes, but you don't go getting in his face screaming, it's a three count, what's wrong with you? He cheated and grabbing the referee. You can't do that. That should be more enforced these days. Number two, getting back to the memo. Number two, the referee, upon demanding a break between contestants for an illegal hold, 
or being against the roads must step bodily between the contestants before they may resume contact, which means you do not touch the referee. When the referee tells you to break, you break clean. You don't see that today, do you? When they're up against the roads, they go right at each other. The referee issues the count. You break it now. One, two, and sometimes even these AEW officials, they go so slow, it's not even funny. One, two. I was like, get a count going, dipstick. If they don't break by five, disqualify them. I mean, come on. Uh, excuse me, I had to drink, uh, get a little drink of water there. But come on. When the referee tells you to break, break. That's the rules. But no, they come in there aggressively attacking them using illegal tactics. The referee should step right there. Hey, that's a break, gentlemen. You had five to break. Next time I'm disqualifying you. So break clean off the ropes. Come on now. Back to the memo. Number three. For blatant rules infractions, the referee must submit a report or recommendation to the NWA for fining or suspension of any contestant. That actually happened. You know, they go also to the Athletic Commission when they do that. Now, why don't they do that these days? The referee has every right to file a report. Does an AEW official file a report with Tony Khan said, hey, this is a flagrant violation of the rules. This man needs to be fined and suspended. No. Do you see any WWE official going to Triple H? Or Stephanie McMahon says, hey, the, the, that's a blatant violation of the rules. They need to be suspended. Do they do that? No. They should do that because people are getting hurt left and right. Yes, wrestling is a rough sport. But come on. There are rules and regulations that people have to follow. But, of course, this is sports entertainment. I'm not even going to say that word. Forget it. Back to my subject here. I'm not even going to mention that term again. Blech. Sports entertainment. I'm not mentioning that again. Now, back to the memo here. You're getting the point here, aren't we? I am. The next point in the memo from 1977, disqualification. Here we go. These are to be rigidly enforced. These are the terms for a disqualification. Number one, using any foreign object inside the ring during a match, all braces, pads, and unusual bandages must have the approval of a licensed doctor. Number two, fighting on the floor outside the ring. Well, that constitutes a countout as well. Number three, jumping off the top rope or turnbuckle onto an opponent. Number four, the use of the pile driver is barred from wrestling. Number five, intentionally causing an opponent to go over the top rope. Number six, karate thrust or knee drops across the throat. Number seven, any outside interference. If there is a manager present, if he enters the ring in any manner during a fall, it, it causes the automatic disqualification of his wrestlers. Now, let me just break down this disqualification rule and how it some work, some don't. Using any foreign object inside the ring during the match. Absolutely. 
Do you know how many times a participant, a wrestler, let's say Austin Derry, uses that briefcase behind the referee's back where they used the ringside hammer like Roman Reigns did a couple weeks ago? You see these wrestlers use every foreign object. Uh, pot, pack, whatever is, oh, pock uses a ringside hammer. Does the referee see it? No. That should have been an automatic disqualification right there. So you cannot use any foreign objects. You can't do that. That's illegal. But they always get away with it for some reason. Fighting on the floor outside the ring. Well, that constitutes these days a count out. Now, the WWE officials, yeah, they're a little bit deliberate with their count, but they usually let them stand on the floor long past the 10 count. AEW officials, you might as well forget about it. One. Okay, wait two minutes. Two. Okay, let them run into the post. Three. Oh, they're fighting the all. I must stop the cow. No, no. Stop that right now. You go for the cow. The count is 10. You count one, two, three. Maybe a little leniency, just a tiny bit, but that's it. You have the 10 count to get in the ring or you get counted out. So that's the reason why it's a disqualification because you're fighting outside the ring. It's a count out. Jumping off the top rope. Well, they all do that these days. It's become legal. So that is null and void these days. But back in 1977, especially in the St. Louis territory, yes, you could get uh, disqualified for jumping off the top rope as well as other territories. The use of the pile driver is barred from wrestling. That's right. The Tennessee Athletic Commission barred the pile driver from the ring, that's right. You cannot use the pile driver in the state of Tennessee. If you did, you would be suspended automatically for 30 days and fined $500. And back then, $500 is a lot of money. A lot of money. The, move, the pile driver is still the most dangerous move in professional wrestling. They just now banned the tombstone pile driver, believe it or not, in the World Wrestling Entertainment, the WWE. Unreal, but the... Back then, the pile driver was illegal. Unfortunately, they use it all the time, so that's also null and void these days. The intentional causing an opponent to go over the top rope. Yeah, I would like to see that return as a disqualification. What are you doing throwing your opponent over the top rope? What's the point there? Can't you keep it in the ring? Can't you throw them through the ropes? Make it more of a punishment so that they don't do that anymore. It causes a lot of excitement. Oh, my God, he threw him over the top. That's a disqualification. You can't do that. But, no, they they body slam him, suplex him over the top row onto the floor. Really? That's a disqualification. I'm sorry. They need to bring back the over-the-top row disqualification. That's illegal. It's a dangerous move. You can get hurt doing that. It, and it's intentional too, folks. Karate thrust or knee drops across the throat. Yes, that's a disqualification. A thrust to the throat is illegal. A thumb to the throat if caught is illegal. You cannot choke. You choke somebody, you break by five or you're disqualified. That's illegal. That's a disqualification. No doubt about it. 
No doubt about it. That should also be implemented. But it's not. They think it's a great karate move. Really? Had to get another drink of water there. Uh, but really, yeah, that's an automatic disqualification in my book. And any outside interference, absolutely. Well, they wait until about 30 seconds and then they disqualify. No, no, no. When they come to the ring, when they step foot in the ring, ring a ding-ding, ring that bell, that's a disqualification. Interference. Well, they come in two on one. We see the AEW officials wait 10 seconds, ring that bell. Really? That should have been automatic. That should be automatic. You do not interfere in the match. No one on the outside should interfere in the match. But we wait 10 to 30 seconds before the referee rings the bell. Come on now. Come on. Back then, if the manager even so much as entered the ring, that's a disqualification. Ring that bell right now. But that's, that was back in 1977, not now in 2022. They wait 30 seconds. All right, the final part is the revised rules sanctioned by the NWA. Number one, no eye gouging. Number two, no thumb to the throat. No, number three, no clenched fists, straight punches. Number four, no pulling of hair or ring uniform. Number five, no using the ropes for leverage. Number six, no abusing a defeated opponent. Number seven, no strangleholds, low blows, or biting. There are ten, the ten count on the apron, ten on the floor. You score three for a pinfall, and the titles cannot change hands via disqualification. Okay, first off, no eye gouging, but you see it all the time. They poke each other. Oh, he poked him in the eye. Ripped at the eyes. That's a disqualification right there. You can't do that. But they get away with it. It becomes commonplace these days. No thumb to the throat, like I said earlier, especially in a chokehold or grabbing him in a side headlock and sticking that thumb right in the throat. That's a disqualification, but it's more commonplace these days. No clenched fist straight punches. You cannot punch an opponent. You could throw a forearm, which is legal, and they do it most of the time, but when they go for the straight punches, the referee just stands there and does nothing. Watch the fist. You watch that fist. They don't disqualify him, threatening of a disqualification. You use the fist again, you're disqualified. But they just stand there and let him punch with an illegal fist. Use the forearm. That's what it's there for. No pulling of the hair or ring uniform. How many times have you seen people up in a um, test of strength or something like that, trying to bring them down there, and here comes the villain, pulls the hair. He pulls the trunks. Referee stands there and does nothing. Really? At least go over there and ask him, hey, hey, did you pull that hair? Did you pull that hair? No. They probably will deny it. They probably will deny it. But the pulling of the hair is illegal. The referee should know better and should catch that stuff. But, oh, no, they 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 may rarely call for a break from a pull of the hair. No using ropes for leverage. Gee, golly, willikers. How many times you see people use the tights or use the ropes in a pin? They got away with robbery. The referee looks down on the canvas like an idiot. Like an idiot. 
excuse there. And he counts one, two, three. He doesn't even look up to see the hand on the rope. When he does, oh, there's no hand on the rope. It was a clean pin. It was a clean pin. Really? Come on. They should be better trained to look at whether they were using the ropes or not. No abusing a defeated opponent. Boy, that sounds irrelevant now these days. Oh, let's beat up the bad guy. Yeah, we're beating you up. You suck. You're a you're a piece of garbage. Yeah, we're gonna hurt you and stuff. Oh yeah, here comes Scar throwing us pepper spray at Drew McIntyre during the match. Really? Really? Oh, let's beat him up after the match and let's get some heat. Let's beat up this opponent. Really? That's an automatic reversal of a decision right there. But you don't do it. And I don't know why. Unbelievable. No strangleholds, low bows or blows or biting. Really? Back then, that's an automatic disqualification, but Oh, no, a stranglehold's a legal move now. It's a choke. It's a legal choke. You're choking a wrestler, for God's sakes. That's a break. That's a five count. Uh, low blows. How many low blows do you see today? Plenty of low blows. That's commonplace. Oh, low blow. Oh, how dirty that move was. It happens every day, you dipsticks. Biting. Well, we don't see too much biting anymore, but back then, that's a disqualification. Now, we know 10 counts are on the apron, but do they enforce the 10 count? No. They just stand there and let them fight on the apron. Do moves on the apron. Why don't you give a count? One, two, get in here. Three, 10 on the floor. We mentioned that earlier, how slow that is now. One, wait two minutes. Two, yeah, wait another two minutes. Three. Oh, crap. They're going out in the crowd. We better wait five minutes before we start counting again. A three count for a pinfall. Yeah, that happens. One, two, three. That happens. Titles cannot change hands via disqualification. That's happened before. So that's just basically my soliloquy and a note of difference between what happened in 1977 in the... uh. Tennessee territory for Nick Goulas, and today's wrestling rules. Now, these rules were made by, of course, Mr. Eddie Graham, who was then the new president of the NWA, and Nick Goulas. Rules today? What rules? When do they ever have rules? (laughs) Well, that's about it for this uh, special bonus here of uh, my preview. I want to thank uh, Mr. Scott Teal. You can pick up his great book, including the book uh, Classic Arena Programs Number 2, The Slamogram, Volume 2. Make sure you pick yours up today. That's my source where I read that memo from. Go to crowbarpress.com. You won't be disappointed at all. Great stuff from Scott Teal, a real great historian and writer of professional wrestling. And don't forget, Saturday Evenings with the Nitro, a new episode this Saturday on Saturday Evenings with the Nitro on Spotify and Anchor.fm. Until then, I'm Paul the Nitro Skyrus. Glad that we had fun with this. And follow the rules, everyone. Please follow the rules. So long, everybody.